0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership! Just go to audibletrial.com slash cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. <laughs> Download a title free and start listening.
1: It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash cheese.
0: All right, on to the real show, kids. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. How are you today, Andrew? Oh, I am
1: just wonderific today. That's a new word. I just invented it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, hello again. And what are we talking about today, Andrew? We're going to talk about hello again.
1: What? Again. We've, we've what? actually done this twice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is our second time recording this because Jesse was a little too drunk the first time.
1: Yeah, so Jess hasn't drank anything tonight, I don't think. Is that
0: correct, Jess? I have not drank. I am off drinking for at least a few months.
1: Because of this episode. That's the actual reason. It
0: it was so (laughs) totally unlistenable. (laughs) Hello again. (laughs) Hello, Hello again is a musical with music and lyrics and book by Michael John LaChiusa. It's based on an 1897 play La Ronde by Arthur Schnitzler, Schnitzler, also <laughs> titled Regan. It is focused on. You tried on to do that te- name drunk too. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Schnitzler, I think I called. I just called him Schnitzel and hoped you wouldn't notice. The musical premiered off-Broadway in 1993, directed and choreographed by Gracilia Danielle. Since then, it has been performed in London, Sweden, Australia, Germany, and New York. The stage musical has been adapted to film, which is directed by Tom Gustafsson and written by Corey Kreckenberg. Filming began in December of 2015 and had a limited release in the United States on November 8th, 2017. The film stars Audra McDonald, Martha Plimpton, T.R. Knight, and Rumor Wills, and it follows ten lost souls across ten periods in New York City history. The daisy Chain musical explores love's bittersweet embrace as the, peru- as the pursued become the pursuer and slip in and out of one another's arms, spinning through ten music-filled vignettes which come together in one soulful circle. The film was orchestrated and arra- The film was orchestrated and arranged by Todd Almond and Tom Gustafson. Andrew, what did you think of Hello Again? And and just for further note, um Andrew did not watch any live production of the show, he just watched a movie, and it's relatively the same basic story with one big alteration which I'll come to when we talk about it.
1: We are basically just talking about the movie. <laughs> so
0: basically it, sorry if there's you not like, any real production to use
1: yeah so we're talking about the movie so yeah if if we say anything you don't agree with that's why 100% mm-hmm.
0: blame andrew is the final answer <laughs> blame,
1: fuck you <laughs> so hello again i think the show comes off as like a bunch of uh a bunch of short uh segments that are essentially unrelated i think the characters are the same like they use one character from the previous uh like short segment and they're basically unchanged but they're in a different time period i might be wrong about that though Um, they
0: play the same like role in a way like the horror is a horror in both of them the nurse is a nurse in both of them but they are different characters in a different world that have different personalities
1: well, do they do they have different personalities, though? So I think a lot of them do have the same personality as well. Like, the soldier some of them in both do, of them is... Of
0: them... Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, some of them do and some of them don't. Like, the nurse is very love struck when she's with the soldier, but when she's with the college boy, she is very take control and strong.
1: Yeah, but then there's other ones where they don't change. Like, the husband in, in both of them is very like kind of timid I guess Um, I'm trying to find a way to describe him but yeah and the soldier in both of them is is just kind of out for sex Uh, so
0: yeah well do you want to just go scene by scene and describe them I think that might be the best way to do this show honestly alright I agree so let's start from the very beginning of Hello Again with the whore and the soldier tell your sweetheart where you've been. Hey, it don't matter. Hello again. This scene takes place in 1901 in New York City Night, where a prostitute approaches a soldier. Now, in the original cast the original off-broadway cast this was played by a woman donna murphy in the film it is portrayed by a man dressed as a woman which honestly rubs me a bit the wrong way because it is just a cisgendered man playing a woman and it feels for no other reason aside from just like they wanted martha plimpton and audrey mcdonald to be together and it feels like a really shitty way to get that it feels cheap and if you are gonna try to take that move um at least cast a transgender person in that role you know instead of just confusing the audience with no reason
1: especially being the very first short it's a little awkward i I guess is the best way i would put it
0: and i feel that i don't understand the point of it like there should be a narrative point to it or a thematic point to it or if they are just doing a woman as a woman have a trans person in there and if you're not um have it be addressed and have it be a man in drag because those are two very different things
1: i think what they did is that they kind of ruined this first short because they wanted to um change a short at the end but because
0: they wanted martha plimpton's character to be a woman which is great and i think it works
1: yeah, but basically they ruined this first one in a way, or at least made this it, it kind of lessened what it this one could have been. It gives you an
0: introduction where you're immediately asking questions instead of following along with it.
1: Yeah, and especially in something like this where if you're going into this and you have no idea what it is, um, you might be immediately confused in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, it is a confusing show as is, and adding that onto it makes it a bit more confusing. I think they try to help you a bit by giving you that short introduction with the man, the horror as a man and Martha Plimpton, like, kind of giving that bookends to it, but I don't think it's effective. No. Uh, I think if they wanted to change that
1: short in the middle... They should have also changed this short here, and they, I think they just kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too, um, and it just doesn't work. As far as the
0: music in it, though, I think it's a good song to start with. Um, it's a very good song. Like, it's eerie, it's sexy, it's all of the things you want it to be.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think with this, this is the song that they kind of come back to, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is the wraparound song that comes in literally every single other song.
1: Yeah, so I think it, it's a—it's definitely a, a good song, and I and I think it is good. It's just the short that it's in; it just makes it a little bit awkward.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good intro, but in the film, it doesn't quite work. And I'm still figuring it out myself why it doesn't work as well.
1: I think the second short works a lot better, in my opinion, anyway. The
0: hopping, She don't see, she don't see, she don't see. Burn, baby, come on, burn with me. Let's talk about the soldier and the nurse. Andrew, describe this scene for
1: in me. In kind of like a, an immediate transition where, in my first time watching, I didn't even recognize that it had transitioned. I thought that it was like the same scene. and So I was a little bit confused at first, but then I kind of caught on. Um, but they kind of go where the soldier is just immediately goes to I think he goes to, like, a diner or something like that, or a bar. It's
0: like a town hall, like a VFW hall.
1: Yeah, it's something like that, and he meets, uh... Well, they call her the nurse in this, but I don't think she was a nurse, per se, was she?
0: I think she was, like, a army nurse, maybe set up there as, like, a pose, posing as one. Like, as military yeah. nurses.
1: He wants to have sex with her, so he kind of flirts with her, and then brings her out to a car, and they have sex and the nurse wants to stay with him but he doesn't care <laughs>
0: so he leaves <laughs> he just wanted to to get his eternal nut out and uh, do it with her and she's wants the love she's like you said i was pretty right you 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 mean that you like me right do you actually like me and he's like yeah whatever she's like you're going to go back got in got there and talk to uh, that redhead
1: it's got kind of a uh... A weird like uh american psycho vibe to it almost because he's like in the mirror looking at a picture of her and like jerking off (laughs) um uh but i i like this part i think it's it's one of the better shorts in the entire thing
0: well you were a big fan of jazz
1: i yeah and i think a big part of it is they do the 40s it takes place in the 40s so they do the jazz thing but I, i actually really like the song and I think it works really well.
0: (laughs) I love, like, the instrumentation of this entire film. I think it's perfect. And there's little things throughout the entire show. But in this song, like, Todd Allman adds, like, this screaming noise in the middle of it that just gives it this, like, out-of-world, like, experience that of, like, the sexual encounter. And I just think it's so cool. Like, it's one of those things that, like, any other orchestrator probably wouldn't have thought of. It's a...
1: It's a good song, and I think if I were to recommend a song from the show, me personally, I would recommend this one. I don't actually know what it's called, though. I don't I don't know what the songs are called, to be honest. They don't really mention names or anything.
0: I've got a little time. Mm. I've got a little time. I gotta spend it wisely. Yeah,
1: because he's about to get shipped off.
0: Which is war. later used in the the Titanic scene where he is trying to convince the the young thing like we only have a little time we've got to spend it wisely where I don't understand the reinterpretation of the songs in this show it baffles me but I love hearing it those are
1: two very different meanings as far as like what that little segment means but I guess it's neat it's neat to see have recurring themes it's just odd to have them mean different things
0: it is, but I also think that adds the re-listenability and re-watchability of this film, where it's like, oh, that that's from Tom, and that one is from In Some Other Life, and that's reinterpreted here, and that comes in later. There is a line said in this like in this song called Your Mama Don't Know What She Don't See, which is used in the next song at The Nurse Sings to the College Boy, which I find interesting, so we're going to talk about The Nurse and the College Boy. Your mama don't know what she You in some other life. So let's talk about the nurse and the college boy in 1967 a nurse is hired to take care of a wealthy college student who has injured his leg and instead of really taking care of him she she just kind of bangs him and then leaves him all chained up yeah she's a pretty bad nurse I mean depends depends on if it's patch Adams logic where all you need is a smile all you need is a is a bonin yeah it's
1: it's not patch Adams logic she's a bad nurse. <laughs> Do you think they're going to make a new Patch Adams and it's going to be played by Will Smith?
0: <laughs> CGI Patch Adams.
1: Oh god. <laughs> they got a big CGI red nose on Will Smith. As far as this one, it's it's interesting. It's kind of got an awkward vibe to it cuz the kid looks like he's like 16 <laughs> and the nurse is definitely older than that.
0: They both look around the same age. I I think I disagree. That didn't throw me off. I didn't see the boy; visibly younger, but maybe I guess. I, I mean, I think
1: what they intended is not that, so that might just be something I was picking up because, of you know, something like this, you go in with your preconceived notions, and they get a put onto everything. So. <laughs> so,
0: so I think the song is really good. It's like really sultry, and really, it is probably like the most active seduction song in this entire show which is odd because you think it wouldn't take much to seduce a college student but she's like no no i i have banged a lot and i want to take advantage of the situation here and you're going to enjoy it and it's not like he's like totally against it it's just nice to see a woman take authority in a musical theater song of her sexuality
1: yeah i mean she goes all out and this college boy he's he's tied up and he talks about how
0: his mother wouldn't like it and um she reinterprets the mama don't mama don't know what she don't see. The one thing
1: that kind of throws me off is that she leaves him tied up. I don't really understand why she did that.
0: Well, because he was kind of snobby, like, I won't be needing a nurse soon, so maybe maybe you'll be out of a job. And she'll be like, fine then, get yourself out he of that. Really,
1: he didn't really say it that way, did he? I don't remember that. He kind of just says like, oh, oh I guess maybe I won't need a nurse soon, huh? Like, awkward... Kind of, guy doesn't really know what to say. Kind of talk, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, she offended him, her. Like obviously, like she was like fine asshole.
1: I mean, but doesn't she know that she's gonna get in trouble because this like rich boy is gonna tell his mom that the nurse like tied him up and had his had her way.
0: Well, <laughs> she, he doesn't need a nurse anymore now. She patch Adams his dick hard. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about the next song. I have to just think of before she gave in to before I could have her most likely succeeding. Oh.
1: The college boy and the young wife. This one's weird. <laughs> Describe it for me, Andrew. So, like, the, the college kid from the last one and Bruce Willis are watching a movie. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Bruce Willis's daughter, Rumor Willis. She's Bruce, lovely, she's Bruce wonderful. Bruce daughter.
0: She's wonderful. And she looks a little bit too much like Bruce Willis, but... Like, she's a beautiful woman, but you can't not see the Bruce Willis features in her face, and it just throws you off.
1: Uh, she really wants to give him a blowjob, and he can't get hard. Which, I mean, this is a common thing, this happens to most people. You know, you ever been at the movie theater and your girl's just like, I want to give you a blowjob, and you're just like, I can't get hard. You know, that happens. I don't really know how he ends up getting hard, but he does have it does happen. He patch Adams in her mouth. Yeah, and then she and then he won't kiss her on the lips, <laughs> and it's it's sad.
0: <laughs> it's sad, and she's just like I cheat on my husband for barrel to suck this guy's dick, and <laughs> <laughs> You can't even kiss me on the lips afterwards. <laughs> exactly.
1: Look, if someone gives you a blowjob and you don't you can't kiss him on the lips afterwards, that's like the highest of offense.
0: Taste your own dick. No, but, but
1: like, in all seriousness, though, like, this is a really sad one. Actually, both of the ones with this young wife character are tragic.
0: (laughs) It sucks to see her in these terrible positions. (laughs) And like she describes a time when they were having sex on a boat, like and she's like, it was freezing and I was naked. Like, why? Why would I enjoy that? Was this with the college boy or was that with the husband? Yeah, afterwards? that was with that was with the college boy. And she's like, he's oh like, it God. was great last time when we were in the boat. She's like, I was, it was freezing in the boat and I was naked. And oh, that's gross. Let me guess, he
1: wasn't naked. <laughs>
0: <sighs> but the college boy does sing. He reinterprets the nurse's chorus from the last one, I should have met you in some other life, to her. I'm just gonna try to keep up with those as we go. But that was keep a going. reinterpretation.
1: What do you think of the song in this one?
0: Not the greatest. I mean it's catchy, but in the original production is it, is I find it, it a little bit boring. Like but with Todd Alman adding like all the unique like vocal flares to this song, it comes a little bit more interesting. It's a build-up. It's like, ba-da-da, 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 ba da you know, it's like, it's reflecting like what a blowjob in theory is like. It's like a constant build until the final release. You know, Jess,
1: why are we talking about this? We have a bunch of like teenager fans. <laughs>
0: Do you think that teenagers aren't aware of what blowjobs
1: are? I think they're aware of it. I'm just not sure legally we should be talking about it to them. <laughs> Talk to your parents about the birds and the beebs. Birds and the beads. Learn all about it. If you ever see a bird flying around with some beads dangling, you know how to pull them.
0: Just ripcord that bird. Either way. Oh no, 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 no. I need the wife and the husband. This one takes place in 1956. A married couple are getting ready to see a play for their first anniversary. The wife an who is significant yeah, an opera. The wife is significantly younger than the husband and the husband is like, "Yo, girl, I hear your friends cheating on her husband. That ain't good. That that's really bad. It's morally bankrupt," which is reinterpreted from what the wife said in the last song in this one. And yes. basically, He's like, you do not cheat on me, and the greatest of adventures, it's marriage, and you're living it, baby. And he, she tries to bang him, and he's like, no, 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 nope.
1: And then no, no, bath- I ain't no
0: ho-ho. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes in the bathroom and touches herself, singing probably my favorite song in the entire show, entitled Tom.
1: When I think about
0: you, I touch myself up nope that that was not my favorite oh. song but oh but at the same time the, um i leave a tube uh, da, 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 and then he comes the two-tone shoes the greatest of adventures of my life you know that one
1: that's pretty good that was pretty good actually
0: I can't remember my husband's name. I can't remember my lover's name. But I do remember my stranger's name. That one. And his name was Tom. I, it was Tom. Great song. and rumor Willis pulls it off very well. This is probably my
1: interpretation entirely, but I'm pretty sure the husband is gay. Like, in the closet I'm, gay.
0: I mean, with the connection to the next scene, I can see why you'd think that. I, I completely well, I, understand Well, I thought that... that
1: before the second the second scene happened though, like like when I first watched it I thought that because one he completely rebuffs her and doesn't want to have sex with her at all Um, and then he goes upstairs and he turns on like a TV or something and he starts jerking off so like I don't know what you're supposed to interpret from that other than he doesn't find his wife attractive but I think it's like he's in the closet gay and his wife is just a cover and it's sad
0: Mm -hmm. what do you think he was jerking off to the dick van dyke show or something
1: that would make sense i mean dick is in the title
0: (laughs) and dick van dyke was an attractive man in the 50s
1: and a very good dancer even to this day
0: Mm -hmm. so i'd jerk off to dick van dyke i've got that emotional connection i already have (laughs) It's called Mary Um, Poppins 2, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I think that this is probably my least favorite scene, but my favorite song, if that makes sense. Because I don't... Really, really... I think
1: this is actually my favorite scene and... Not my favorite song, though. It's my favorite scene, though, but it's a good song. I just think it's so... It's so sad.
0: It is, and... like, you just see the sadness in Rumor Willis' eyes as she performs it.
1: The one thing I would have changed is I think Tom should have been the soldier. I think they should have brought the soldier back and had him be Tom. I
0: get why they didn't do it in the film, because it would confuse the Jay-Z chain, but I get what you're saying. The only thing I don't like about it in the movie is they film it all in Central Park, and I'm really sick of people filming things in Central Park, because so I find Central Park boring.
1: Je- fuck off, Jess. This isn't Mr. Popper's penguins, okay? Like, come on. <laughs>
0: Like, I've walked around Central Park for a long time, and I'm just bored. The only interesting thing in Central Park is looking at Dana Barrett's building from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's cool and all, but, like, come on. You got that restaurant that closed? What was it called? It was also in Ghostbusters. (laughs) I mean, really, the only reason to go to New York City is to see shit from Ghostbusters, okay? I mean, come on.
0: (laughs) Fair. You want to move on to the next one? I want to live what's left of it. All right, Andrew, describe this scene for us.
1: So, a young man uh, sneaks onto the Titanic. He's a stowaway, but he meets this gorgeous woman, and then the ship sinks, and they okay, die.
0: Okay, I, th- I, think, I think you're watching the wrong
1: film. Oh! Oh, shoot, no, no, okay, never mind. This is from Hello Again, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Sorry, sorry. Okay, so a young man sneaks onto the Titanic and he finds a a gorgeous older man and then the ship sinks and they die
0: yeah okay that's much better all right how do you like this song (laughs) i don't like
1: this scene at all
0: (laughs) what why Uh,
1: well number one i think the titanic is fucking cliche as all hell
0: but in fairness the show came out before the titanic movie
1: but still, I mean, come on. You, you you can't have something in the 1910s that's not on the Titanic? Come on. Other, sh- other shit happened in the 1910s. Fucking World War One. Come on. <laughs> like, you could have had him in the trenches or something. That would be neat.
0: Blowjob okay. in the trenches, you know? <laughs> that would have been cool. Have the bombs, like, coming closer as he's getting closer to coming.
1: Jesus Christ, Jess! The way you put that, it's like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, and it's like the husband is such a bad person in the scene. It's like because he doesn't to... tell
0: his little boyfriend that the ship's gonna sink. He lies and it's like, oh, everything's fine. Let me give you a hand job.
1: Yeah, it's like, come on. Like, I mean, I, I guess the the implication of this is that he doesn't want. Anyone to know that he's gay, right? I think is the implication.
0: Well, there's that implication. But essentially, this is—I think this is the only orgasm. Basically, it seems like he wants to go up on a high note. This
1: is the only scene though where someone actually commits like an actual rape. Basically, sex without
0: like full awareness of the situation. Yeah, that's rape.
1: Yep. So, and also he uh, is getting him drunk at the beginning of the scene. So. Like I, I mean, this is just kind of an uncomfortable scene, I guess, because yeah, it's of that. The least,
0: it's the most blurred consent.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the one that makes you feel like you need to take the shower the most, because not only is he, I mean, he's raping him. I mean, basically, not not in like a forceful sense, but in like a false pre-senses kind of way. So, still gross and still the same thing. Um, but he's also murdering him essentially. <laughs>
0: He's <laughs> but great. his death probably wouldn't have happened if he hadn't given him that death hand job
1: yeah or at least he would have had a better chance of survival i mean we don't know where they were on the ship so it's possible they would have died either way but like he would have had a better chance had he been told so and really the song in this is i mean not that memorable so at least in my opinion i'm sure jess can sing every word but
0: i love this song yeah i do it repeats a line from the nurse and the college boy where she was like don't you want someone like myself 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 and he's like and cheers to you and cheers myself 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 you know that callback
1: is this a better love scene than the titanic film by james cameron
0: it's shorter so yes
1: <laughs> yeah, then i would like to say that yeah the titanic uh titanic movie is fucking long yeah.
0: I survived the shipwreck. Yeah, that was Sunday night. I survived the plane crash. That was Monday night.
1: Uh, the Young Thing in the Writer is definitely my least favorite
0: scene. I agree. Basically, it's a wannabe filmmaker, brings this camera into a nightclub, Um And he finds this guy, and he quotes the last song by saying, I found an angel. I think I found an angel. And they go back home, and they fuck. But the entire time, this filmmaker's like, Close up, diploma, love it, da-da. And I just want to punch him in the face.
1: It's like the worst part of Rent for the entire short. Like, honestly, I wouldn't even hate Rent that much if they didn't do that stupid shit where the fucking guy was like... Uh, pan left, pan right, close up! Uh, zoom in! It's like, dude, fucking stop! <laughs> and then this guy, I think he starts it. He, like, literally starts with him making, like, some sort of a camera reference. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I was like, it does.
1: He, like, opens with, like, close up. It's like,
0: uh, skip this scene, hang on. <laughs> film directed by me edited by me and starring me these filmmakers man
1: filmmakers are just they just love fucking talking about their own films and jerking themselves off like christ can you believe people that make films like just the worst
0: the worst and this filmmaker lies to his like one night stand that oh i'm working with paul newman on a screenplay
1: in reality, he was working with Randy Newman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is the bug? the bug? <laughs> you know what? That would actually be cool. <laughs> if I knew a guy working with Randy Newman, I might blow him. That's a fair point. <laughs> so, this scene. Not good. Probably the least good scene in the entire show. But per- at least he doesn't get to stay with that guy in the end, and he gets to come up and for being the horrible douchebag he is.
1: Except for every single scene ends with that same thing happening, so it doesn't feel nearly as satisfying.
0: Yes, but at least this time he deserves it.
1: I mean, the husband deserved it too. The only one where they don't walk away at the end is the one with the husband and the young wife, yeah,
0: which is the one where you, you actually rooms.
1: you want them to walk away the most. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's also the Find only one where they life. don't actually have sex <laughs> today's show is brought to you by audible 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 is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership that is a good deal that's a good deal good deal just good go deal. to ju- just to go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs Just download a title free and start listening. What are you waiting for? It is that easy.
0: It's easy
1: Literally, you can go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese right now and just get started Just download a book you could get uh, You could get like a, a book about like words, you know, like that'd be so that'd be cool to have
0: It's like words, but it's spoken in your ear.
1: Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers.
0: I'm going to suggest a book for you. So, it's Shine, a short story by Jody Thank you, Jess. And it's narrated by Audra McDonald. Imagine having Tony winner Audra McDonald in your ear.
1: Oh my goodness. Telling you the story. Oh my goodness, that's so cool! I can't even imagine that.
0: All right, you ready to get back to the show? I'm
1: totally down. Let's fucking talk the more about sex. This is the sleaziest episode of musicals with cheese you will ever listen to.
0: <laughs> Promise, we won't get this
1: graphic ever again. This is so sleazy. I'm actually wearing a suit with a bow tie right now. I'm. I tr- don't no, actually know. I had to tell that there's three people behind me playing saxophone. I had to tell them to stop. That's how sleazy this
0: is. Alright, let's talk about the writer and the actress. So, This is the one big change from the stage to the screen. So in the original version, it was a silent film where the writer has the actress perform in a way that she feels was a lie. And then she refuses to go on. It's kind of a goofy scene, and I don't particularly like it. So for the film, it takes place in 2002. A songwriter is helping his ex-girlfriend, a famous actress turned singer, attempt to make a comeback in pop music and record a new song. Um, The singer is played by Audrey McDonald, And then he convinces her to do auto-tune, despite the fact that she can literally hit any note in the vocal language. I find it interesting
1: that they made that change, because what it does do is all four of the last, uh, like, uh, segments take place in a pretty modern environment. So everything after the Titanic, there's nothing pre 1950.
0: Yeah, so he tries to build up her confidence in singing by banging her and telling her how beautiful she is. Then, when she asks him to say that she he loves her, he refuses and says, "You broke up with me, and by the way, I'm fucking your lover." And then walks out. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ultimate power move. This does have a, a pretty good like well
1: pop song. It sounds like share.
0: It does sound a lot like Cher. Very, I think it's, very
1: much like Cher. It's very heavily Cher-inspired,
0: I bet. It's catchy, it's goofy, it's the right amount of fun, and it's a good addition for the movie. And it suits Audrey McDonald very well.
1: And it's kind of odd that they just kind of have sex, like, right there, but... Oh, well. In the
0: recording studio? Eh. Yeah. It's weird that they have missionary sex in that way.
1: I think it's weird that they wouldn't be worried anyone's gonna walk in.
0: I mean if they walk in what the fuck are they gonna do? Oh, okay, I guess that's happening.
1: They'll maybe tell somebody.
0: Hey, they're having sex. Oh, that's nice.
1: Big scandal, famous famous actress having sex in a recording studio.
0: I like that they did the
1: little pop segment and I think it's neat that they have like a completely different style of music for that, which is fun. Um mm-hmm.
0: I think I, never I thought I'd enjoy an opera singer, like a trained opera singer being auto-tuned as much as I did. Like it's a neat sound. I
1: mean, to be honest, I think I actually would have preferred the, the silent film thing, but I've I've always been kind of a sucker for that like 1930s style, so that's kind of a personal choice, I guess. Whereas I I've always hated the two thousands with a passion, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> What? Why?
1: That was when I was a child. <laughs>
0: what like michael jackson
1: (laughs) i have like inverse nostalgia i think like i pretty much everything that i remember when i was a kid i hate it's like oh i remember that when i was a kid that's horrible (laughs) i don't know it's like the opposite of nostalgia so like the 2000s like any music from the 2000s like whenever i hear that fucking low song i'm like oh god
0: all right, let's move on to the actress and the politician. I can play advisor to the senator. Hire me to work on your image. I'll manipulate the press. We'll buy a registered house for the Georgetown Trust. We'll light the place off as a work
1: expense. And screw the IRS. All right,
0: Andrew, explain what happens in this scene.
1: Um, the There's an actress and a politician. Uh, the actress is... Well, probably not the same actress as the previous one, but it's it, it's 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 an actress who loves a senator, and the senator is is a uh, Miss Hillary uh, Clinton, pretty pretty obviously. I mean, I, they don't even try to cover that.
0: Well, um, that's something that you would take away newly from like the gender change.
1: Yes, yes, which I think the gender change does work. It's just it's just that it creates problems with uh, the first segment.
0: Yeah, but I really like the scene, and it never worked for me when it was a heterosexual relationship. Like, why couldn't they be together or something? But now that it is, a Annie, I'm a relationship. senator. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for those of you don't know, that's a Star Wars Episode Two reference, and didn't work there either but here it makes <laughs> sense because it is the 80s like homosexual relationships were not as well regarded now as it as it was then as it was now um so especially for politicians so it'd be really bad if that yeah um so it would have been really bad if that got out so this rings a little bit more true to life than it did before all right um <laughs> so andrew what did you think of this song I think the song is one of
1: the better ones in the show. Yeah, I think of my favorites, um, my three tops are definitely the Soldier and the Nurse song, the uh, Young Wife and the Husband, and this one here.
0: So you and I are very close, except I'd probably put the Titanic song at a low number three, Tom as one, and this is number two. So I just like jazz a lot. <laughs> I like patter songs a lot, and I think this one's really great yeah no i agree this is a very good song it's political jabs are funny like i'll be friendly to republicans like shit like that but the chemistry they have is really good in this scene like the between the two of them i think it's really good oh and to keep up um this one reinterprets the lie motif from the previous song where they talk about it being a lie so there's that reinterpretation there (laughs)
1: this one it's kind of this is the wrap-up one yeah the horror character is like aware of everything like it's weird it's like it's almost like implied that they know what's going on <laughs> I don't know
0: I mean this I, is I like, get that
1: this is like a you know one step away from being like a weird sci-fi thing where it's like there's multiple timelines or some shit and then the, the horror is like this character that can
0: see all of it and, like, they know. <laughs> well, they bring back the Hey, where you going, lover from the first song in this. And they kind of refer to other people like the girlfriend I knew, my wife and my ex, or my girl, like, something like that. Yeah, my husband, my ex. Basically referring to all of these people as if they're all daisy-chained and connected to this version of the politician specifically.
1: It's just very... And, and then uh, to see this uh, this. I guess it's a prostitute right To see this prostitute you go in this door That says hello again Or some, or hello It might just say hello I can't quite remember it says something like that though And then he's like on a screen And so he's got like a mask internet... on It's like an internet prostitute But they decided they didn't want to make sex? as much They didn't want to make as much money Being an internet prostitute So they decided to do it only in one room I guess <laughs> I don't know why is he not just on the internet doing cam sex? Like, that's a thing, isn't it?
0: This could be, like, a very fancy, like, you know, kind of like the screen. Or not screen. Like, where you got the plexiglass between you and the person. Oh. Okay, I get you. Those.
1: And then, like, she can get invited inside or something if she gives enough money yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. And then the fact that, like, every time they show him the... Um, like the years pop up on him or something there's like text where it shows the years um it i, I don't know it, it kind of gives off this weird vibe that like he knows exactly what's going on and then also she when she leaves she sees all the characters but she also sees the prostitute but it's not the prostitute or maybe it is like they're not wearing... the one from the first scene at least well not the one from the first scene the one that she saw mm-hmm but like, is it not him or is it him or I don't know. <laughs> this last scene is a little confusing. I think they're, they're like trying to tie everything together, but it just doesn't work.
0: And they kind of had like what they were kind of stuck with what they had in the film. It's not like they are or the original show. It's not like they can fuck with that too much either.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that the last scene just kind of, it ties it up in a, in a very sloppy bow. <laughs>
0: But that sloppy bow, like, gives me the feels, and I don't know why. It didn't give me anything. Like, when everyone starts coming back screaming hello again at her, I'm like, ah, why am I feeling things?
1: I, I mean, I didn't have any feelings. I don't think I have feelings, to be honest. I might be, like, a sociopath. Except when you're watching
0: La La Land.
1: La La Land was very emotional, and I cried.
0: I sobbed and I clapped. I clapped when he was on screen. I clapped when I recognized him. He. He. Yeah,
1: no. I didn't get that side of La La Land. I like the ending, but. That one scene in La La Land where they fucking dance in space is stupid.
0: Fair. I mean, yep, you can't (laughs) fight with that.
1: But the ending's really good. I don't know. Um.
0: All right. I mean, what did you think of the whole show? I love this show. Um, It's not perfect. It is sloppy in places both in the show and in the movie. Um, The movie makes a lot of choices that I appreciate and like, and a lot of one- other ones that I find very hard to justify. And it feels like it's an attempt to for inclusion but it doesn't work right it rubs you wrong and I don't think they had it all together when they were working like they didn't justify it very well
1: this show is incredibly hit or miss and it's almost like I would maybe even like recommend watching like segments by themselves rather than watching the whole thing because there's like parts of this that I just wouldn't recommend but there's other parts that are like oh that's pretty good I will say that the subject matter is obviously very mature, considering every scene is a sex scene, so not for everybody. Uh, There's obviously some people that are not into that whatsoever, Uh, (laughs) in which case you probably didn't appreciate our discussion of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is a very sexual show, so if that's something that you are not comfortable with, um, it has a lot of that. very frank sexual conversation
1: yep from pretty much every character (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: including us yep especially us um no andrew what is your cheese rating for hello again um
1: hello again's kind of like a grab bag i guess i guess it'd be hard to pick like one cheese for it um, I guess I'd give it like one of those like sliced cubed cheese, uh, like platters where you kind of get like a bunch of different types of cheese and, you know, some of it you like, some of it you don't like. Um, and then the crackers that it comes with are maybe soggy because
0: <laughs> I, I think that's a good answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's probably what I'd give it. I think it's a mixed bag. There's some good music in it. There's some music that's, like, passable. Um, And then there's a lot of plot elements that are, like... There's some that I would say are just uncomfortable and bad. And then there's others that I would say are, like, actually pretty compelling. And then there's a few that are just, like,
0: eh. (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to give it string cheese because it all ties together and comes together as a whole. And little strands of cheese.
1: Yep, it's, you, you do need a degree in string theory to understand how it ties together, but once you have that, you're good to go. I mean, I would like to completely naturally kind of transition into saying that today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese, the name of our show. And you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs and download a title for free and just start listening. Just go for it, you know? It's really that simple. Just go to audibletrial.com. Is it that easy? Musicals with cheese. It is that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese. It's really That's us. simple, it's free. You get you get a book like with it. You literally you get it. I when I initially got it, I got the Disaster Artist, which is a great book, unrelated to musicals, but that's what I've I've I have used it, so just letting y'all know.
0: Mhm. So, thank you guys for listening. Please um, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is cheesymusicals. Our Instagram is Musicals with Cheese. Our YouTube page is Musical Theater Lives. Email us at Musical at gmail.com. Our title card was created by Jolene Casco. Follow her at Jolene Casco. Please, please, folks, leave us more reviews so we can do another contest. We want to do another contest where we give you guys a twenty-five dollar gift card, but we need more reviews. Tell your friends to review. Tell your family to review. Leave us all the reviews on itunes so we can climb up those charts and be the greatest musical theater podcast in the world
1: and if you'd like we do also have a patreon page where you can donate to us directly if you'd like
0: yes if you want to give us your money directly and don't really want to review us just donate to our patreon absolutely we really appreciate everything we can get yes because we are poor we are broke human beings
1: We sit around and we watch musicals and we talk about them. You think that makes us any money? No.
0: (laughs) No. In fact, it loses us money on a monthly basis.
1: We love you guys. We do it for you. Yes, we
0: love you. We do it. All right. We'll see you next week. And thank you for listening to Musicals with Cheese. Musicals with Cheese.